Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. If you're into sports betting, Bet Online is where you should go to win money today. Whether it's live bets during games or futures for who you think will win the championship, BetOnline has all the latest odds, news, and information for all your online sports betting needs. Visit the website today or use your mobile device to join and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. So before the next big game, head on over to BetOnline and start playing today. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to my podcast. I'm your host, Polina Edmonds, and today on the pod, I'm so excited to introduce our special guest. He's an American ice dancer, the 2018 Four Continents champion, a Grand Prix champion, and a three-time national bronze medalist. He is Jean-Luc Baker. Welcome, Jean-Luc. Hi. What up? (laughs) It has been a while since we've talked. It has been. It's so funny. I always think of meeting you and Caitlin for the first time in Mexico. Oh my <laughs> gosh, first... I was thinking the same thing. I was just thinking the same thing. Where was it? It was our first? It was, yeah, that was the first Junior Grand Prix that I had actually ever been to. And you and Caitlin were there. We were in Mexico City in 2013. And that was just a crazy Junior Grand Prix in general. There were so many people there. There was you guys, I was there. Nathan was there. Mariah was Mariah. there. Yeah, it's Nam was crazy. there. Yes, yeah. it's so crazy to think about that. And that was quite a while ago. Oh my gosh, I had so much fun at that competition too. Like disregarding the whole altitude part of it, but uh, it was yes. so much fun. <laughs> we had the banquet afterwards. Like everyone's like, oh, you know, like we had never had a junior grand prix banquet, and there it was such a good event. I still think about that banquet, particularly when they played YMCA and everyone was on the dance floor throwing up the yes. hands. Um, <laughs> a pretty, it set a really high bar for me going to my next Junior Grand Prix, and I thought that there were going to be really fun parties like that, and nothing has ever lived up to that Mexico party. No, not at all. That was an all-time high, I'm not going to lie. It was really cool. Yeah, and it was also amazing that we had made it all the way to the final that season as juniors. So we met up again in Japan. That was insane to be there right before the Olympics with all the senior skaters. Yes. So crazy. I I had such a good time there and with Nathan as well. I don't know if that was Nathan's first final as well, but. uh, I think it was, yeah. It was a lot of, it was our first final as well, uh, Junior Mm -hmm. Grand Prix final, but uh, yeah, it was so cool. It was such a cool experience. Totally. Well, let's get into how you even started skating. So I know your parents were skaters. Your mm-hmm. mom represented the UK in ice dance at the 1988 Olympics, I believe. And your dad was also a world-class pair skater. So what age did you start skating? Uh, I started skating, I believe, like, they put me on the ice when I was three, maybe, just for the first time. Uh, and I never really took to it too much. Uh, I would basically just be on the ice running around. Uh, I wasn't really skating too much and um, it was the only reason was is because when my parents moved to the United States from England uh, they would give me like a dollar a day to play the video games at the rink and then I would burn through that so fast so like they'd be coaching most of the day so they'd like put me on the ice and have me run around and whatnot Um, 
so yeah that's how I started skating that's so awesome so you probably started skating like as a single skater uh yeah yeah absolutely yeah I I was doing single skating stuff um the only issue was like I did that till maybe I was like nine or ten years old but um I was really just doing like show stuff at the beginning like I loved just doing exhibitions and uh, showcase improv things like that and then uh, I would do the occasional like prelim men's boys and um I just remember doing the first jump every single time, like whatever that jump may have been and then making up the rest of the program, like flirting with the audience with the judges, <laughs> like jumping on the boards. And my dad was just like watching me like this guy doesn't know what, what is he's doing the wrong event right now. So it just turned around that my mom one day was like, here, hold this girl's hand. Uh, and then it kept me in check. <laughs> That's hilarious. A performer, yeah. you could say. Yes. Yes. That's so cool. Very much so. Well, it, it totally shines through in your skating nowadays because you just have that like persona it factor in all of your programs, but also it's so cool to see you and Caitlin's at exhibition programs. You guys have so much fun with just like the acting yeah. part of that. Um, mm -hmm. I'm literally off the top of my head right now thinking about you and the black tutu. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, that is something I am notorious uh, notoriously known for uh, <laughs> of just not being afraid to just like do whatever it is that I think would be funny and or cool. That's awesome. So who comes up with those creative ideas then for your actual team for skating? Are you a part of that creative process, like leading it or is it a group? Effort? Yeah. Uh, so like for the gala programs? Uh, yeah, for would... both the gala programs and then also just for your programs every year in general. Okay, yeah. So if we're talking about gala programs, it's definitely more myself and Caitlin's leading point. I mean, we choreograph mm -hmm. them ourselves. Like everything oh, about cool. the gala. Yeah, everything the gala program you ever have seen about Caitlin and I, other than one year, we've done everything ourselves. Um, so we, we like to just play around. And I usually have the craziest ideas that come up at the weirdest times. I'm like, hey, what about uh, what about me skating in a tutu? Like, what do you think about that? And she's like, what, why is that funny? I'm like, just hear me out. And then, and then the discussion, and she's like, oh, what about putting a bird on your shoulder? Like that one, that one dress, like, and so then it just like, the conversation goes crazy from there. Um, for the uh, competitive programs, I definitely have a say in it, but it's, it's a lot less freedom. I mean, you can have freedom with it, but like, you know, like I'm not gonna be scored very well if I'm like dancing around in a tutu, maybe, maybe I would, who knows, but that's a pretty risky move to make, especially uh, Olympic season. So I'm not about to try yeah. and do that one. Mm -hmm. um, so it's definitely a team effort, uh, not just Caitlin and I, but our coach, uh, Marie France Dubray and like the rest of our coaching team here, um, they all kind of just like spitball ideas of what we're trying to portray and or like music that inspires us and moves us and then building from there. because there's so much musical knowledge like within our school because of all the experts that are in one place. So it, uh, it really allows us to just have a lot of ideas on the table. So it's great. Very cool. Well, back to your original entry into skating and particularly ice dance. When did you start focusing on ice dance and not on singles? Uh, probably immediately from the moment my mom made me hold that girl's hand, uh, cause first it was cool. I was like, wow, this girl's talking to me. Um, and she doesn't have a choice. Just kidding. I always, <laughs> I, I always ask, but, um, <laughs> what I, <laughs> yeah. so, but, um, she, uh, basically since I was 10 years old, maybe is when it started. Um, that really allowed me to 
like focus on the ice dance side of things. Uh, like I said, freestyle was never my strongest group. So gotcha. yeah, it's been a while. Interesting. So would, was your mom like the inspiration for ice dance? Like why didn't you go the pair out like your dad? Oh, uh, I think that they knew, uh, not saying you don't see pair skaters perform, but like you have a basic kind of structure of human what is can do it like you have the tall tall guys and I know mm -hmm. I'm not in that fitting space of tall tall guys uh and uh ice dance really had a lot of room for expression and a lot of room for that area of performer like you said so I think that uh that was the route that I was like guided into and then I just really loved it gotcha so were your parents your coaches when you were growing up through skating yeah, they were my coaches until I was 18 and when I moved to Detroit to skate with Caitlin, actually. Up until then, they were oh. my coaches all the time. Yeah. Wow. How was that transition for you, taking from somebody that wasn't your parents anymore when you had moved to Detroit? It was really cool. You know, my parents did such a good job of being parents and coaches at the same time in a way that, like, they, would, they were able to take me to the rink as kind of my parents. But when I was on the ice, they were never mom and dad. It was always Sharon and Steve's just to keep, keep that kind of distinction between like two different roles. Cause otherwise it could be just a competitive environment at the rank thinking that I uh, have some sort of favoritism and, or even within my skating partner I had at the time. So getting those rule, those roles switched in Detroit really allowed me to have like full-time parents and also full-time coaches being two different entities rather than the, the same one. Wow, that's really cool. And are they still involved in your skating career? Like, do they still try to help you out with that? Or have they completely given you the reins to just run with it? Oh, you know, they, they always, they've given me the reins in a way that um, they've always, like, given their little tips. More so my mom. Like, she's like, oh, like, hey, I don't, you don't have to listen to me. But if you want to put your left shoulder in front on this, it might help you do a little bit of that. <laughs> and then, like, I go and try it. And I'm like, okay that worked immediately I don't know how you saw that so quick so just like little things like that but they never ever overstep it's only ever if uh, I ask them like hey can you help me like figure this out quickly or I'm having a little bit of an issue with this and you know it's super cool to have that that guidance but they really just say to me as long as I'm having fun and loving what I'm doing then they 100% back it that's really awesome it must be yeah. so nice to be able to get advice like that from your own parents throughout any coaches that you get throughout your career, like you're always going to have them in your corner, um, yep. able to help out. Yes. It feels, it feels good to know that they're always there. Also a little nerve wracking. I will say there's been a couple of times they like came to watch me here in Montreal and Marie really loves to make me uh, get uncomfortable. I mean, they really challenge us here at this rink. So whenever they're there, they always ask them to come like at the boards as if the coach was standing there and like sit with Marie and watch my run through. So then I like start to panic and Caitlin's just laughing at me because I'm like, oh my gosh, it's been so long. Like, it's one thing having your parents in the stands, like, you know, I guess it's just been so subconsciously built into me that like, in the stands, they're my parents, at the boards, they're my coaches. And then I was like, <laughs> okay, this, this just got real serious. Um, so that, that was really fun. But it's, uh, it's, it is amazing having them in my corner. That's hilarious. And also, <laughs> truly awesome. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you teamed up with Caitlin Hawaiik in 2012, right? Yep. It's been almost 10 years with her at this yep. point. How does that feel? Uh, it's so cool. It is so cool. Uh, yeah, it's our 10th season. 
Um, so for us, it's, uh, it's, it is actually really special. You know, um, you get to really know somebody, you get to share so many, so many experiences. I mean, I don't know how you did it. I don't know how you went out there and skated alone. There's no way you can <laughs> sign me up for that. Like, I, no, no, no in a million years. So like, I, I like to have those experiences and share it with somebody. And, uh, also in those fearful moments, right? Like, oh my gosh, everybody's looking at me and nothing makes you feel like being a goldfish, like being on an ice rink. Um, so you're kind of just in this position to where I get to share all these different kinds of emotions and experiences with Caitlin. And it's so, it's been so cool. That's, that's really awesome. It's so great that you guys have been able to have such a lengthy career together because I know that it's not super typical all the time for, um, both ice dance and pairs partners to be able to make it that long um, and still have really good relationships with each other and really improve together. So very yeah, cool. It's a lot of, it's a lot of communication. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I you got to talk. You got to talk. <laughs> Absolutely. That's amazing. Well, it's no secret that in ice dance, you go through a very, very long career starting really with the juniors um, and really before you move up to seniors, everybody's trying to make the podium at junior worlds, get titles before they enter the senior. You guys had your junior world championship title in 2014, I believe. How do you feel about how long making it to the top takes in ice dance? Um, <laughs> so that's a loaded question there. For you. Uh, yeah. Um, I love that. Uh, I, love, I love the <laughs> challenges. Why don't you move to Montreal? Huh? Um, so, <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I think that there, I think it's tough. I think it is really hard. Uh, it is hard to continually persevere towards trying to be the best when it feels like everybody in front of you is everyone's staying in the exact same placement. Very rarely, you may see one team up, one team down, like very small roster changes happening. I mean, um, there's just so many excellent skaters. And like you said, it's taken it's taken quite a few years to get to the point that we're at. And then on top of that, like think of the teams that have already been around, they've been around even longer together and they're holding that spot above us. So, I mean, there are the few exceptions, like you think of uh, Papadakis Cizeron, who just brought something so innovative and new to the table that no one was really even um, doing. Mm -hmm. So they, they kind of allowed the sport to just grow in that aspect, which just put a huge light on them as athletes and they're phenomenal. But yeah, you're right. I mean, in ice dance, there's not, we don't, we don't have elements that can be like, Whoa, like that's worth the value of not every other athlete in the sport. Um, in a way, like we don't have a quad jump or a, a, a tricky like element like that. All of our elements are hard, but if you look at like the spreadsheet or the, the protocol after a competition at a world championships, you're looking at the top 10 skaters in the free dance. Most likely everyone's going to have exactly the same protocol and it comes down to GOE and it comes down to your components. So yes, you'll have a few little level slips here and there, but I mean, you're basically all looking at the same quote unquote skill set. It's just who does that better. Yeah. It's crazy. It's just so fascinating to me how ice dance moves <laughs> this is a podcast and people can't see what I'm doing with my hands, but essentially I'm moving my hands like really it. slowly across the screen. <laughs> I, I like it. Um, yeah, like it, it is very much a, a waiting game um, for like every ice dancer. And 
it's really cool in a way because you are able to sit in that pool of skaters for so long. Um, but I know it can also be aggravating sometimes because, you know, you want to move up, you want to have some crazy thing happen where you don't have to wait anymore, but that's just not how it goes. And that's been going on since like the eighties. It's nothing new. No, um, it's but nothing new. Yeah. So it's, it's just interesting to hear ice dancers perspectives on it. Cause some people I've heard, have been like, you know, I kind of like it because I, I really feel myself improve in like that decade and this and that. And then other ones are like, ha ah, yeah, yeah. It, we can make it move a little faster. How do we do yeah. this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like, it's like, oh, you're so close. I mean, like, okay, we're ninth in the world. That's amazing. Like at the end of the day, you take a step back and actually realize that. But as athletes, you're like, come on, it's not eighth though. And it's not seventh and it's not yeah. sixth and it's not fifth. <laughs> and you're like, it'll never be enough until you're on top. And then is it really ever enough then? I don't know. Hopefully I'll find out one day, but it's kind of that same, that question of like, you just have to be satisfied with where you're at, obviously still striving mm -hmm. and growing to be the best and be the champion. But um, like you said, it is, it is a waiting game at the same time. Like you, you think that you're bringing something new to the table each year, like, Oh, this is going to do it. I believe it. And then you're like, Oh, that's pretty cool what they're doing. Oh, that's also pretty cool. And you're like, seems like we're all in a good level playing field again. Let's try this again. So um, it's that, it's just that, like, you know, like the waiting game, but also like still trying to reinvent and like push yourselves as athletes because everyone is so good. And especially, I mean, across the board in all of our sport, but in our discipline, mm -hmm. everyone's so tightly knit in terms of their skill sets. Mm -hmm. Well, so with that question, like what keeps you motivated to come back every single year and strive to improve and strive to continuously make those tiny steps to move forward? Yeah, there's multiple things, honestly. Um, there's, I mean, having the dream of being a part of the uh, Olympic team. That 100% has always been something that I've wanted to do. Um, Let's yeah, go. So exactly. <laughs> like that is a huge, a huge, huge goal and a huge driving force for both Caitlin and I. Um, but if we're like going into a non-Olympic season per se, like, um, you know, you're pushing towards each cycle, you're pushing towards each year. I really think that for me, it's having the ability to connect with audience members really means so, so much to me. And I think that's why I've always loved performing. And the more and more I compete, the more and more I kind of realize and like you kind of take it for granted sometimes. Like, yes, it's three or four minutes. Like, oh my gosh, I'm so nervous. Like, I, this is, am I going to do it? Am I going to do it? Of course you're going to do it. Like, of course you are. Like, you're going to do it whether it's good or not. But like, you can either walk away and like move people, hopefully in a good way. I mean, maybe if you don't have the great skate, you'll move them. But, you know, I think that it's just having that ability to connect with people. There's so many people that you are watching you and they're watching you in your moment. And like, there's so much pressure and it's such a amazing feeling. I mean, I've never been able to find that kind of adrenaline rush that you get and being able to communicate with an audience, like it telling a message, telling a story within four minutes without speaking a single word, I think is just so cool. And, and those performances, you know, like you may not have won, but you can finish and you have the whole, whole arena on their feet. And they're like, they're not even like, Oh my gosh, that was super clean. It was just like, wow. Like, they were, they were in it and I just got moved by that performance. I think those small moments like are so much bigger than people appreciate uh, because you're so focused on like, okay, what's my score? What am I going to do? Like, I, I hope I got that score. And it's like, yeah, but like they're there at the end of the day, one, cause they want to see a competition, but they want to see some good skating and they want to see, they want to see a show. So I think that if you, if you can get both of those things, that's amazing. But at the end of the day, I want to be able to connect with my audience and be a champion. <laughs> so 
both. Love that. No, that was awesome. Very, very beautifully said. It's awesome to hear your passion for performing. Obviously, it plays out on the ice. Um, <laughs> yes. But yeah, that's that's really awesome. So you what about you? To- did you like it? You, I, I'm just curious, but like when no, you yeah. did you like performing? I, I like to I want to know about you. Yeah, you know, I same like ever since I was seven, even in just dance recitals for jazz class and ballet class, that's the one thing I loved was being on stage and like having the spotlight and just giving it my all. Um, same thing. Competitions yeah. make me so nervous. <laughs> I <laughs> yeah. When I was actually really little, I didn't understand what nerves and and anxiety were. And so in my Mm -hmm. head, I thought I was embarrassed. So when I would like present the, what I would keep telling myself is like, I'm so embarrassed. I'm so embarrassed. But no, I was just nervous. Oh my Um, gosh. I don't know when that like change happened where I realized that it was just nerves, but Mm -hmm. I I love turning it on, performing to my fullest. That adrenaline like really does hit for some people like some people it wrecks you you get really nervous and you don't perform the way you do in practice I never felt that I felt like I performed way better than I ever did in practice so yeah absolutely absolutely it's cool Cool. and I can I can definitely say like as a retired um skater now relish the competitions and the Mm -hmm. arena and the crowd because obviously once you end your career like you're never going to really have that again but yep. what is cool is there are so many more opportunities to keep performing, whether that mm-hmm. be shows or like non-skating events, whatever yeah. you like doing. Um, yeah, it's, it's really cool. Like for me specifically, I love like public speaking and giving talks to people. And so I get that same type of adrenaline that I used to get when I was performing. So cool. cool. Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. awesome. Thank you for sharing. Sick. <laughs> yeah. So you moved to Montreal in 2018, correct? So tell us about what the training environment is for you up there. How do you like uh, Canada? I, I love Canada. Canada's awesome. <laughs> Go Team USA. Uh, but, <laughs> but I love Canada. Um, you know, it is phenomenal. Uh, everything that they nurture here as a school, the coaching, everything that they are kind of just embellishing on is just so, so crucial in terms of like, my values. Um, they're very, very like, uh they're they're you they're getting the point across on how to be a better athlete without completely demoralizing you or by by really supporting you in a way that makes you feel safe and supported realistically i mean you know it's hard our sport's hard uh not Mm -hmm. i mean physically yeah it's hard but like you're gonna get used to that but it's like the the mental side of things within our sport people really underestimate i mean I, I made the reference to it, but like the whole goldfish thing. I mean, you're, you're in a bowl out there by yourself. Luckily, I have a partner and people are are coming in to basically the nine people that are on the panel are, are coming in to tell you what they don't like or what they like. Um, but they're there to say all the things, judge us for directly what we're creating. I mean, it's we're, we're delivering a, a product, but like it's not just a cut and dry product. It's, it's something that we as people are investing our, like um, our souls into realistically and, and creating art as well as, 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 oh my gosh, art as well as athleticism. And I think that being, being out there alone can be so nerve wracking. So I think that, yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's amazing here in Montreal for that. 
it's amazing. Uh, like they just support all of our, all of our everything. I know that was a very open ended answer, but we love, I love it here. No, that's really good to hear. Uh, you obviously have experienced as pretty much every athlete has how important a good training environment is. It's so crucial to the athletes for how you develop and how you make that progress every year, how you think about yourself. So it sounds like you have a really positive thing going up there that is very uplifting in your training. Um, so, so important for athletes. So yes, yes, I completely awesome. agree. <laughs> what is your uh, social life like in Canada? I've asked this to other skaters who move training locations and mm -hmm. yeah, I'm curious, like where do you meet people? Is it mostly just the skating rink and you just make a bunch of skating friends or do, are you able to like do other activities where you meet other people in the area you live? Yes. Um, <laughs> I do have a lot of friends at the rink. Uh, you know, all the people that we train with, we've been competing against for <laughs> those 10 years that we've been skating <laughs> together. Uh, most of these teams, like I, I've known Maddie and Evan my whole career. I've known Maddie and Zach my whole career. They're just mm -hmm. now my competitors. I mean, there's so, so many teams here. I think we have like when everyone is in house and not restricted for COVID, I think we have like 22, 23 maybe teams, which is just, so you really get to know people, but there's almost so many people like you can go two or three weeks without even seeing that one person because there's just, you're, they're on different schedules. Um, but yeah, I mean, there's so many restaurants here and I'm a huge foodie. Like, uh, Ooh. I just love to eat. Oh my gosh. So I just, I love to go to new restaurants all the time or just even take out, uh, just take out different food and, um, it's easy to meet people that way, I guess. <laughs> if that's Wait, that's asking. awesome. Um, what's your favorite food and what's your favorite restaurant in Montreal that you've been to? Oh my gosh. Uh, that's hard. <laughs> uh, favorite food like realistically I love hamburgers but mm, um weird yeah exactly like everyone's very American of you I know right what's my, don't let my dad hear this um he'll, he'll go off on me uh <laughs> but there's a there's a place called sumac which is like really good Mediterranean food um I, they have really really I mean there's a, I read something once that you could like go there's so many restaurants in Montreal that you could go to a new one every single night and not need to go to the same one for over two years. Um, yeah, there's a lot of places to eat. Uh, that's so cool. Which is amazing because I, like I said, love food. Yeah, that's really awesome. I'm super similar. I'm a major foodie and I just moved to San Francisco actually and there's just crazy amount of amazing restaurants everywhere. Even if I Uber Eats or DoorDash something from somewhere nearby, it's like top quality food. So it's, I'm enjoying it's amazing. It. Do, do you go with the same one every time or do you try new ones? I've been trying new ones. Good. So. Good. That's the thing. Like it's so hard to break the habit of like, it was so good last time I want it again. Or do I want to try something new? It could be better. Very true. Very true. So doing my best right now to Perfect. keep it changing <laughs> we'll Perfect. see though there's gonna be some moment where i'm just gonna start getting into a habit again that's it like. that's it it's a risky business <laughs> what is the most difficult element in ice dance in your opinion or for you difficult element in mm -hmm. ice dance um if you had to choose one i know they're I all difficult <laughs> No, 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 I know, I know, I know. But it's it's hard because it's like, there's some that are like, okay, that's hard. Like some lifts can be very technically difficult, 
But mm-hmm. if we're talking about like difficult in terms of you could do a really good job and not get rewarded for it, I would say the pattern dances actually like mm-hmm. um, they're to make a good GOE pattern dance. A lot of the time you're going to be seeing teams even at the top in terms of first, second place on the podium going to be maybe getting plus fours, plus threes and plus fours, even at a world championships for their pattern dance. Uh, which I know maybe not seem crazy, but if you look at the rest of their sheet, everything will be, if they're on the top, plus fives, if not all plus four, plus five. So like for, for the effort that you have to put into getting a result, quote unquote, it would be, I think, the pattern dance. That's really interesting. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it also makes a lot of sense because that's the one thing that's like super, super consistent. All the teams across the board have to do. So it's like the most technical thing that's looked at. Yeah, exactly. And and all the judges are looking for different things because, I mean, some people want to have just the, the huge speed and power of a pattern. Some want to see the effortlessness of a glide, but they don't care about the speed as much. Some people are super sticky on the timing. So you're obviously trying to get all of these things, but and then make it original, like keeping some steps that are given to us, but also make it interesting and original. Like we have uh, some of the actual teams this season even um they've been doing the the blues pattern and they do different changes of hold in terms of like the step would be an inside three turn but she would maybe go around the guy but the pattern dance keeps moving like just making small alterations to still getting your key points to making it original but to hitting what the judges want so it's like a very kind of gray zone of how to make it good you just see one you're like (laughs) i like that and then you see ones you don't like and you're like almost Almost. So, <laughs> That's yeah. hilarious. What's your favorite pattern dance that you've done? Because I know oh it changes gosh. every year. Style, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's tough. I really like rumba. Uh, Ooh. I like the rumba a lot. I think it's super fun and slinky. Uh, and you can just like stay in the knees the whole time. So I really like um, those Latin style dances. So rumba, I think, would be my favorite. I love that. Wow. Yes. Very cool. I know that every year they do choose a specific theme, right, for mm-hmm. the pattern dance. As an ice dancer, do you like that, that the theme is chosen for you and that everyone has to do the same? Or do you wish that it was a free-for-all, like the free skate, where you could choose any pattern or um, theme for your program? That would be crazy. Uh, I mean, <laughs> if, they, if you chose a different pattern, I mean, you could, you could maybe do it as, like, you chose of three, you could choose one. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't mind it. I don't mind it, honestly. I mean, I think that it w- it keeps ice dance, quote unquote, ice dance, um, mm-hmm. and keeps it in that ballpark that we have like a whole specific style that everyone's doing. You know, yeah. like I love the years when it is Latin. I love the years when it is like uh, a waltz and things like that. I mean, like, even though it can be quote unquote perceived as boring, maybe the waltz ones, you can see beautiful ones, but from an audience perspective, like, I think that like Latin or like hip hop or the urban dance can be more interesting. But I do think that there's something to say about having everybody do the same thing. Yes. You can have a little bit of your own avenue of interpretation of how to do that, but staying in the same ballpark, I think gives it a better chance of like competition because you will be quote like, uh, you will be comparing being compared. Totally. I totally relate to the Latin preference. I also love doing any type of Latin dance for sure. But it's funny growing up as a single skater and watching a lot of ice dance. I always wished that for singles, like we also had set themes for the short program because Mm -hmm. um, it's just 
interesting from a judging perspective when you actually have something to draw upon and you really can compare and see like who actually is the best at the style who yeah. is the most creative with the style like you know yeah, but exactly at least for singles it's like everyone is always choosing whatever they're good at which isn't yeah. necessarily a bad thing but yeah you know. <laughs> it's 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 I mean like if you I find that if you can deliver the content in a beautiful way in singles and like also the jump content I think that there's a little bit more room for freedom in that aspect of like you can repeat I mean in I stance as soon as you like do the same kind of thing again like oh, two years three yeah. years in a row it's always like oh is this all you got like you're gonna start going down like you need to try to like I said reinvent yourself or bring something to the table that you haven't done even if it's kind of in your wheelhouse like you want to try and bring some new things to the table so yeah mm -hmm. yeah it's ever-changing which makes you guys better skaters just why <laughs> ice dancers are the best at dancing on ice everyone yeah, knows yeah. it <laughs> yeah, yeah. you're pretty good though i've seen your little clips oh on thank Instagram. you you're not too bad <laughs> thank you're you good. thank you <laughs> all right well it's the olympic season so yes. what are your goals uh to qualify for the olympic team 100 percent uh to be not only on that olympic team but also we had discussed to be top 10 at the olympics as well um you know i think just being a part of that team would be phenomenal uh mm -hmm. i mean i can't we've dreamt of it like as you know like it's such an amazing feeling i can imagine and we were so close last time i mean being first alternates we understood the circumstances being behind the three, the three teams that were in front of us, they all had world medals at one point. I don't, maybe Maddie and Zach didn't yet, but they had a, they were always right in that mix. So uh, it was going to be very hard for them to like choose us over one of them, but we know our time is coming and, and that's, that's what we're really focusing on. Just kind of like the day-to-day -day journey of what we're creating and how to, how to bring that into all accumulation for February. So exciting. Yeah, yeah, very, very exciting. Yeah, I can't wait to watch both nationals because that's going to be a huge moment for all the teams that qualify. But seems like you're right on track to actually get named onto that team. So best of luck to you and Caitlin. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> well, final questions here. Do you plan to continue skating past this Olympic season? I'm guessing yes. Yes. Yeah. Caitlin yeah. and I both, um, we are planning to continue uh, and leaving it in a discussion for how long that may be, but we absolutely are planning to continue. That's awesome. Yes. They're Yay. not done yet. Exactly. Not <laughs> done yet. Cool. And what are you interested in outside of skating? What type of career aspirations would you have once you do end up leaving the sport? Um, well, I really want to actually stay involved in skating. Uh, I would love to Amazing. coach. Um, cool. I really want to, I really want to choreograph and coach. Uh, I think that I would one, not only really, really enjoy it, but I think that over the years, I mean, being able to come out of my shell and like have that comfort to just be who I am. Um, I think that not many people get to experience that. Uh, I mean, you know, we live in societies where it's like, it's easy to be afraid of to be who you are because you don't know if you're going to be judged or not. So I think that um, if I can help kids uh, be comfortable with who they are, whoever that may be, and just learn a new way to express themselves, not just like 
with a tech, like a skill that you can learn on the ice, but realize that you can like dance and you can interact with people without speaking. Like, I just think that having that kind of luxury would be awesome. It's a luxury for me. And I think being able to um, show other people how to harness that in themselves, I think I'd really like. That's amazing. Yeah. That's actually really cool. It's always really fun working with kids um, and adults. It doesn't just have to be kids. Mm -hmm. Uh, From a coaching and choreography perspective, I've definitely had a lot of fun this past year doing a lot of like travel coaching and working with kids. Um, Definitely a perspective changer too when you Mm -hmm. start being in that type of role and not the competitive athlete anymore. You start to realize a lot of different flying factors of skating and then you do a lot of reflection on your own career and all that different type of stuff. So it's mm-hmm. been really, really fun for me to kind of go through that journey and realize I'm good at working with kids and stuff like that, you know? So it's like, yeah. it's fun, yeah. but absolutely. Cool. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's so much fun. We have such a bit good opportunity, like doing what we do and being able to express how we can. So I think that yeah. sharing that with other people would be awesome. Mm-hmm. It's also really good to hear a top skater like yourself say that they want to stay involved and give back to the sport because I feel like there's so many of us skaters. I've talked to quite a few that feel like they want to give back and they want to do so much, but there's not quite enough doors open to like be able to make as big of an impact as they want. And I feel like it's just going to be a wave of current skaters like yourself throughout the next you know few decades that are staying really involved and are giving a lot back to the community that is going to tie our like environment together even more. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. Thank you. (laughs) Cool. And then last question for you. What has been your favorite moment of your career so far? Uh, I don't want to say the Mexico city banquet, but, um, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Um, you know, I think the favorite moment of my career so far, um, we had, there's like two of them that are really strong in my memory. Uh, it was maybe our, our first year senior was like really, really big for me, but, um, actually last Olympic cycle. Uh, yeah, hundred percent. That's my favorite one. Last Olympic cycle. Um, it was our nationals. We had kept our Liebestrom free dance. It was our second year because the year before was just a catastrophe. Like we had three falls. We had like, it was just, it was, it was horrendous. And I remember I'd never been so afraid to compete again when, and when I was at that nationals, just because we kept the program, I was just sleeping the night before replaying what I had done literally a year prior just like so afraid to repeat and do that all over uh and just i know caitlin was feeling exactly the same and just being able to nail what felt like a pristine performance where it was like it could have been better if i go back and watch it but in the moment it was like one of those ones where it's like oh my gosh i'm giving myself goosebumps not just because i'm conquering my mind in a way that like yes this was what happened in the past but also just I, I like we kept it specifically because we wanted to prove to ourselves that we could do it. Uh, and that was totally fine to say all up until the point we stepped on the ice to <laughs> do it again. And we're like, Oh my gosh, was this a bad idea? Um, but no, just that feeling. Like I literally remember the last like 20 seconds and I had goosebumps on my arms because we were, we had just proven to ourselves and I had so much adrenaline prior to that because of the previous year. And just then seeing like, it wasn't like the big celebration afterwards, but it was just like, 
looking around and then being like, okay, I'm going to rub my eyes. Is this a dream or not? Because it, and just seeing everyone on their feet and, and sharing that moment with Jalen, I think like, like I said, those are the moments that we really, I, at least I skate for those moments where not just proving something to myself, but being able to like have people feel something and, and feel what I feel maybe differently, but feel something, uh, take a moment away from their lives. I mean, it's four minutes, but if you can pull someone in, like people are have crazy lives, like, and we have no idea. So I think that if we can allow someone to take a little bit of a break for just a couple minutes and like let them feel something and take their mind off of the things that they need to do at home or the things that they have to take care of. Like just that, those small moments and then everyone's up on their feet and just like you, you just feel the energy. I mean, you, you can't buy that. Nothing, nothing can replicate that feeling. So I think that is absolutely my favorite moment so far. I love that. It almost is like a comeback in a way because of you were trying to, completely make the previous national experience better right so you just oh yeah 100 coming in <laughs> that was a like, make or break <laughs> yeah you're like i'm coming in to replicate this moment but in a way that it should have gone last season yeah. so yeah exactly exactly success is that much sweeter <laughs> yeah it was it was it was like i said a make or break moment <laughs> if that wouldn't have worked yikes <laughs> <laughs> well luckily it did oh, that's yeah, not a problem that's awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on today. That was a lot of really good insight into ice dance and seriously, best of luck to you and Caitlin this season. I'm so excited to watch. Uh, thanks so much. It was so nice chatting. <laughs> well, I hope you guys enjoyed this podcast. Please leave me a comment, leave me a review. I love hearing what you guys have to say. Follow me on my Instagram. That's where I'm promoting this. My username is at Paulina Edmonds. And please DM me if you have any requests for my podcast, any interview requests, or if you yourself would like to come on, you have a fun skating story that you'd like to share. I'm always looking for new voices to feature, so please reach out to me. And stay tuned for my future podcast episodes I release every Tuesday, and I can't wait to talk to you guys next week. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.